Uh, this is Erica Lees, and I'm here with Jessica Tucker in the Spider House Ballroom at the Austin Archives Bazaar. Today is October 19, 2014. Now, Jessica, we were just talking before we turned on the recorders. Uh, you moved to Austin in 1995, you said? Right. For school at UT Austin. <laughs> Correct. Now, are you from Texas? Yes, I'm originally from the Dallas area. Okay. And what did you um, go to UT to study? <laughs> Russian. Yeah? yeah? What made you interested in Russian? Oh, when I was very young, uh, I had a ballet teacher who told me all the best ballerinas came from Russia. And as you know, a six-year-old, I wanted to be a ballerina. So that got me interested in Russia, and I started studying, and kind of snowballed. Oh, wow. So do you speak Russian? I did. I still understand most Russian. I speak a little bit. OK. Um, and you, you stayed after school. Yeah, I stayed after school. Um, I did live for three years abroad in Moscow, and then I came back to Austin again for grad school, and I've been here ever since. Okay. What did you study in grad school? Um, information science. I'm actually a senior archivist at the Texas State Library and Archives. Oh, wow. So you're a fellow archivist. <laughs> yes. Well, so you were telling us that um, you had a story about being at the the last night at the, the Alamo Draft House, the original Alamo Draft House. Right, was the original. Mm -hmm. So tell me about why were you there that night? Oh, I've always loved the Draft House, especially when it was small. I can't believe that there are so many Draft Houses everywhere now. But... Um, when it was back when it was small, it was a great little place. They were always showing really crazy, unusual films, and we were so sad that it left that area because it was just such a perfect location. So we went for the last night, and that went till six in the morning. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. And so was it? You could just buy a ticket for the entire night. Yeah, you bought a ticket for the entire night. Um, there were three movies. There was a celebrity guest. Um, there was a feast, an Italian feast. And at the end of the night, you were allowed to take the chairs out of the theater. And I still have two chairs from the movie theater in my storage stall. Oh, wow. So you got a couple of them. Yes. It was awful getting them off the floor because they gave us little tiny wrenches. Um, someone had actually brought a big wrench, which we had to borrow. And then I had to get up in three hours and go to work. Oh, <laughs> wow. So why did you choose to stay up all night? So I just, I love the draft house. It was such an awesome place. And it was an awesome night. Um, one of the movies that they showed was a movie about an earthquake, and so they they did all the speakers so loud that they shook all the seats and eventually shattered one of the lights. Um, the celebrity guest was insane. I was in the restroom with her. And Who was it? Do you remember? Oh, I don't remember. Her first name was Sue. Okay. Everyone called her Sue Sue. Okay. Um, and uh, she was in this horrible horror movie. And anyway, she was crazy, and she started talking about, I can't believe people are watching my movie. It's such total crap. I can't believe people are sitting through this. They should just be laughing. I was high all the time during the movie. And then a guy came into the restroom and was like, Susu, it's time to go. Susu, we got to get you out of here. So it was like he was her handler, but she was insane. Oh, and the Italian food was amazing. Um, the film for that was Big Night, and the food was really good for that. And it was it was a wonderful experience. By the end of the night, I think we knew everybody in the theater, because like I said, we got there probably around 9 or so, and went till 6. And you went with someone else, right? Yeah, I went with my husband, John, mm -hmm. um, and two friends of mine. Um, their names are Indra, uh, Kendra and Indy. Um, they actually moved back to the Dallas area. And 
and then actually we were there when they reopened in the in the Ritz a few months later. But you know, the Ritz is a really big theater; it's not as personal. That other one was just a little tiny space. You could see everybody. They had couches in the back. It was awesome. So, what was it about um, besides just the physical differences between the spaces that um, that meant so much to you about the first space? They, the first space, they always did really weird and unusual things. Um, you know, they didn't really show very many first-run movies. There would be like a documentary on Russian science fiction, or um, one time they had a cannonball run with a truck in the front filled with uh, what, whatever kind of beer it was they had in the movie. Um, they would just ha always have something completely off the wall. We went to a lot of stuff of theirs. We went to um, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre in the original house where they filmed it. Um, I, mean, I feel like now the draft house has kind of settled into a more normal weirdness, if that makes sense. So they kept doing a lot of strange and unusual things like that. Um, we saw Napoleon Dynamite with one of the stars there, Efron Ramirez. That was really fun. Um, do you remember the first time you went? Actually, I think the first time I went to the Draft House was to see the Russian science fiction documentary. Um, John and I had just started dating, so that was about 10 years ago, and they had two little couches in the back um, that we always used to sit on, even though they kind of smelled bad. I don't know how often they were cleaned. <laughs> but he was like, do you want to go to the draft house and see this documentary? I know you like Russia. And it was one of our like first five dates, I think. Um, and so we went, and we sat in the back. And I was just like, oh, this is so cool that they would show something like this. And, and he's like, oh, I come here a lot. Do you want to come here a lot? And, and so actually, yeah, that was a big part of our relationship, was going to dates on the draft house and things like that. Um, yeah, it was awesome. Um, did you go to any of the other special events that were there? Oh yeah, we definitely did. We went to the Cannonball Run thing, like I said, and the Napoleon Dynamite thing. Oh gosh, we've been to a lot of their quote belongs. Um, we did an awesome two-hour barbecue. Right, if, no, two-pound barbecue run with them. They rented a bus and had two kegs of beer, and we went to barbecue places in Luling, in Gonzales, two other places. We ate all this food, and then we came back and watched, uh, what was the name of that movie by Mel Brooks? Blazing Saddles. It was a quote-along. Uh, we did jello shots before Ghostbusters that were provided by the Draft House to look like ectoplasm. That was really a funny one. Um, we did an all-day marathon of Degrassi High and an all-day marathon of Police Academy. Um, we did the all-day feast of Lord of the Rings where they give you all 11 Hobbit meals. Um, just a lot of crazy stuff like that. We were there for a lot of stuff. So it sounds like it was a really big part of your relationship. Oh yeah, it, it was. It definitely was. Uh, we don't. I admit we don't go as much now that they've kind of gotten big and successful but it, it definitely will always have a special place for me. Hmm. Um, so what was it about sharing those movies with your now husband that was special to you? It was amazing to me that someone would enjoy such strange things that I would too, and it kind of got to the point where we're like, you know, even if it's kind of a bad movie, if it's The Draft House, we're gonna like it. Um, 
But, you know, most people were very like, oh, I don't know, that sounds kind of weird. But I was just so impressed with how adventurous he was and that he would go to all these films with me. And, and some of them were very romantic. Uh, one of our waiters said that he proposed to his now wife during a showing they did of Casablanca. Um, and it's fun when they would have feasts, they would have candles and things like that. And it was just, it was very sweet. And of course, having the couches in the back was very nice. There was some snuggling. And <laughs> <laughs> it gave you guys the chance to get a little closer. Yeah. So, so it was very nice. So I was definitely impressed by his adventurousness. And that's a good place to be adventurous. Yeah, definitely. When did you two get married? Um, we got married six years ago at the Blanco County Courthouse. Okay. Um, why the Blanco County Courthouse? Actually, because it's, it was only $300 to rent. <laughs> and they, um, they pretty much gave us the space from Friday night till Sunday morning. So that was wonderful. Every place in Austin was like 10 times as much. But it's a really awesome building. It was actually designed by the same guy that designed the Texas State Capitol, uh, Ruffini, Ruffini. Um, actually, the State Archives, we have some of his, his drawings, but it was a beautiful, beautiful building. The only problem is we had to have the reception and the wedding in the same area, so everyone was at their tables already. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Okay. Well, I think that sounds like a good place to wrap up. Okay. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about or mention? Um, you know, I know a lot of people say that Austin's very different, and it is very different, but I still love it, and I can't imagine living anywhere else. Oh, actually, you know what? Let me ask you something. What are the neighborhoods that you've lived in since you've lived in Austin? Oh, okay. Um, I started off living um, in the West Campus area in a dorm called the Contessa, which is no longer there, and they tore it down on 27th and Guadalupe. And then I moved over by the HEB on Red River in a place that's also no longer there on East 48th Street, let's see. And now I live in the North Burnett area which is changing very quickly, but there are no plans that I know of to tear that apartment down. <laughs> so what do you like about living in Austin? Austin has always been such a wonderful laid back place. Um, it's a very relaxed, and I think it really encourages innovation. I, I think that anyone that has a good idea can be successful. I mean, and you see Weedsville being so successful, and you see other places like these food trucks that have come up. If you've got a good idea and you're good at what you do, you can be successful. And I think that Austin also tolerates a lot of different viewpoints. And I think there's a level of tolerance you don't see in many places in Texas. Now, what does being an Austinite mean to you? Um, I think being an Austinite is kind of standing in that weird um, intersection of definitely being a Texan, but yet still kind of being a little bit of a different Texan. Not the same. It's usually more diverse. Um, there's, a, I think it's more cosmopolitan, but yet also still combining that relaxed attitude that you might not get in a place like Houston or Dallas. So it's definitely a very special place in Texas. What's special about it to you? <sighs> to me, it's home. Um, you know, I grew up in the Dallas area and it never felt like home. But to me, even when I was living in the student dorms, it was like, this is home. I remember that from the first time I came here, um, when I was walking on the drag, actually. Um, almost nothing is there from the drag, but um, I was just like, wow, this is where I belong. Well, I think that sounds like a really great place to wrap up. Okay. Thank you so much for talking to me today. You're welcome. I hope it was helpful. It was. Thank you.